It's Sunday night here on KZSM.org, and thank you for tuning in. It is time for Riasis here with Kathy Laura, your host, and uh, Rob Ork, your engineer on this part of the show, and uh, glad to have you with us here tonight. And Kathy, who do we have in the studio with us tonight? Well, this evening we have on the program uh, Grace Delgadillo and uh, Dr. Rosina Valle, and I wanted to start off, first of all, by apologizing to Grace. Um, her mom has been on the show before, so she's not a stranger here, but last week, twice, I misquoted, and I said that Gloria was going to be on the show, but I want to apologize to Grace, because I meant to say Grace, and, and I said Gloria. And I'm, I want to welcome you guys to the program, and uh, I know you guys have a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom to offer us uh, and uh, to tell us a little bit about what it is to do for uh, the juniors and the seniors at the high school but as always we like to start off the show with a little bit of family history and as I mentioned um, uh, Grace's mother has been here before and she comes from a family that was rooted here in San Marcos and um, uh, Grace's grandmother had a, a beauty shop that was located over on on uh, Guadalupe Street and then um, her uh, Grandmother's father had a mercantile store here on um, uh, it San Antonio Street. So we heard a little bit about, about that family history, but I want her to tell us a little bit about her history growing up in San Antonio and how she made it to San Marcos. Well, thank you for having me here this evening. Uh, I did grow up in San Antonio, and um, I uh, went through the public school system there. When I graduated from high school, I took a gap year, and during my gap year, I became an AmeriCorps member through an organization called City Year, and they have City Year in different cities around the nation, Um, but City Year is an AmeriCorps program that focuses on recruiting individuals between the ages of 18 and 24, so it's young adults and they set us up in different parts of the city um, to serve different parts of the community. So some teams served um, helping students at after-school programs. Uh, The team that I was on uh, was helping elderly at, um, ironically, uh, a location called Grace Place. And so at that location, Uh, They had um, elderly people there, some of them had dementia, and we helped them with activities. And also out of that center, uh, they did Meals on Wheels for the city of San Antonio. And after my gap year, I um, started attending college. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship that paid for my first two years of college. And as first-generation college student, Um, I had the opportunity uh, during my AmeriCorps year to learn the skills that I would need to be successful as a student, public speaking, uh, and then when I did start college, I got a job at the financial aid office where I learned much more about how to apply for financial aid, what forms of financial aid, scholarships, and so I made it my goal to figure out how to go to college Um, fully funded and fortunately I never had to take out one loan um, to cover my four years. 
of so undergrad. did you start school in San Antonio or did you start your um, higher education here at, at Texas State? Or So I started my first two years in San Antonio at the community colleges. And then once I finished, I transferred to San Marcos to attend Southwest Texas. Um, how did you find the difference between school in San Antonio at a junior college and uh, the difference once you got here to Texas State? Yeah, the nice thing about community college is that um, for students who might not be ready to take the jump straight into a massive university is that the classes are smaller. I got to know my professors and at the time I was attending a brand new community college so it it was smaller and there was support and by the time I did get to Southwest Texas uh, the classes were already smaller because I had already taken my basics. And did you enjoy living here in San Marcos? Did you find it a little bit different coming from a much larger city? I, I did. I, I enjoyed the, uh, the small town feel because I was used to being in San Antonio. And uh, when I did move to San Marcos, I was able to live in the home that my mother grew up in, which is um, just down the street on Guadalupe. So I could actually walk to the university and walk home which made it really convenient. You know, I'd walk past the square on the way up, walk past the square on the way home. So that that was nice. And it's been interesting to see just how much the town has changed in the past 20 years with the explosion of growth. Well, yeah, because there, you know, where your um, grandmother's house was, it, it had been kind of like a dead part of town, nothing changed. And now all of a sudden you've got all these apartment complexes all around you and then the traffic situation well that's that's just you know a, a whole monster and a whole different beast um are you enjoying um talking about the change that has come to san marcus since you first started and you see these things how do you like the change well you know growth is always a good thing um with that comes more people more community it's We've definitely seen the impact, uh, you know, at all the schools, more schools in the district have had to be built to accommodate more children, right? All the growth. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, switch on over to uh, Dr. Uh, Rosina Valle and we'll ask you the same question about your your family and, um, you know, how long they've been here in San Marcos because you're native to San Marcos. So give us a little bit of insight about your family. Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me here. Uh, I am a very proud BISM, born in San Marcos, um, and uh, started you know, my education right up the hill when there was a St. John's Catholic School. Uh, my parents um, have always been instrumental in encouraging us to, to go to school, and so I didn't go to public school until about the fifth grade, and very proud to say that I am a, a graduate of San Marcos High School, uh, an alum, as well as my mother who graduated from San Marcos High School in 1948 and my siblings and and then my husband uh, my son is also a graduate um, you know certainly I have seen having been here over 60 years the growth um, started my career in education and I retired with 35 years with the San Marcos School District um, various roles I mean I was an educator I was a reading specialist uh, went on to be a coordinator of at-risk programs, um, director of community partnerships, and then I ended my last few years as the director of the pre-K program. And so, you know, I, I just uh, have always embraced the learning and 
having gone to my first degree is from Southwest Texas. Um, later on, my second and third were from Texas State. Um, you know, I just uh, continued to be a little concerned about that I'd run into professors and people at the, on the Hill who, who would say, you know, Rosina, there's not a lot of local students that come here, you know. Um, I, I've, and I, I had seen the data, and I, you know, and I, I often wondered, um, you know, we were, uh, of my seven, there's five of us that are graduates from this university, and we grew up with my dad saying, there's no excuse not to go to college, it's in our backyard. And we certainly weren't well off. We did the loans. We, you know, I can remember going to First National Bank with my mom to get a loan. Uh, we, we really didn't even know how to navigate financial aid programs. Um, so we just, you know, uh, had, had to have, have our parents save for us. And then, of course, we all worked and uh, took part-time jobs. But uh, yeah, it, it still is, although working with Grace and seeing the numbers and seeing that there is an increase of local students, you know, one of the benefits is, is having uh, some ACC classes here, uh, having a community college. You know, often um, that is certainly, like, like Grace said, my, my own husband who I met, who David Valle, who's from Laredo, um, you know, he attended a junior college in Laredo then came to San Marcos and was going to finish his degree and told his mom, I'll be back in two years. And well, he hasn't left <laughs> since then. He fell in love with uh, Southwest Texas. And then I say, and he fell in love with me. So uh, he's still here. But, um, you know, again, I, I just, uh, I, I feel like our students, our community, we have a, a huge advantage, you know, and, and uh, I, I tell students who feel like you know, you don't have to live in the dorm. You don't have to have an apartment. Really, so many of our students have have never even, you know, set their foot on campus. I mean, maybe some of them have gone to a game or um, it's still, I would say it, there's a lot of improvement, but I would say that there's still what growing up, we kind of felt like it was a separate community. And, uh, you know, many of my own friends, uh, you know, unless they had knew someone that worked as a custodian or worked, you know, at, at the university, really didn't know about the offerings and about, you know, the opportunity. Um, and uh, I think that we're changing that. We certainly uh, have numerous partnerships with, with uh, Texas State, the school district does, but there's still, our parents still are, are unsure, unaware about how to navigate and many in our culture also feel like our students should should um, work and help support the family there's still kind of that culture and uh, we we are working I think to try to help change that to to talk to our parents too and tell them that how they can actually provide more support to the family when they you know earn a degree and it's not just about the money that you earn, but it's the quality of life that you will have, the health benefits. You had mentioned that your mom was a graduate of San Marcos High School. Um, in 1948, uh, was that, was was the school system already integrated or were they still separate from? It was, they were already integrated and she was, of course, among, um, she was among very few Hispanics that graduated. And she was also 20 years old when she graduated because like so many, uh, she had also gone to 
pick cotton. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she returned and then had to make up the work, you know, um, the schoolwork. But, I mean, she didn't let it be a deterrent. She, she's not, I think she's only one of two in her um, family herself. Uh, most of her brothers went to the military. But, uh, you know, she certainly proved that even if you're that age and, uh, you know, she, she had some barriers, she would say. Her English was not the best. But um, you couldn't tell that, she did fine. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about our, our, that also being a challenge for some of our parents that feel that, you know, students don't know English correctly or, or the Spanish barrier there. Um, and I know my mom said that she told my dad, if we're gonna live in Central Texas, I want my kids to know English correctly because I don't want them to be made fun of like I was. And so, of course, years later, it turned out to be, you know. Uh, almost the reverse, because now reverse. you almost have to have yes. um, a secondary language, and it's Spanish because there's so many Spanish-speaking people in, in the United exactly. States Exactly. You know, years later, you know, some of my younger siblings would say, Mom, why didn't you uh, teach us Spanish? I mean, we would talk to sp- mostly to my grandmother and my grandparents, but we all found that, you know, Whatever profession we were in, we, we learned the language. I had a brother that was a banker, and he soon learned that he had to, you know, learn those terms. So I think, are we ready for a break? Yeah, let's take a break. You're listening to KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Riasis every Sunday night, your connection for the past, present, and future of uh, what's going on here locally in our community. Glad to have everybody along with us tonight. And uh, uh, shout out to the folks down in San Antonio. And uh, we got folks up in Austin, got folks here in San Marcos listening in. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to be right back with you. Just as a reminder, this is a uh, uh, the program, the views expressed on this program are those of the hosts and the guests and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTX CRA. We'll be right back with you. Hi, this is Mike Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles, every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. On the radio, this is the Sweet Honey Bear Blues on Tuesday at 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock you got me giving you what you just didn't know you needed. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Tonk Fridays, noon to 2, on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Texas River Tonk. That's at TX River Tonk. New for 2022 is the monthly series, The Personhood Project, made possible by a grant from the San Marcos Art Commission. At its core, the Personhood Project is a poetry exchange that looks to connect incarcerated writers to the larger poetry community. Writings from the project culminate into this series, which explores poetry's ability to provide the tools necessary to process trauma, lead toward personal growth, and help reduce recidivism in the carceral system. 
Tune in to The Personhood Project the last Sunday of each month at 4 p.m. for conversations with poets about these subjects and so much more. Just one of our recorded shows we had here earlier on the uh, station. And uh, poetry. With uh, and this is a local show uh, here through grants uh, from the uh, City Art Fund, and getting out to folks that are incarcerated and giving them something to talk about in the language and integrating that language in. And, you know, this is what we're talking about here on the show this evening in a way, Kathy, I think is, you know, and uh, I'll go on ahead and let you get back with our guests here, but. Uh, Oh, Grace, when you first started um, here at uh, the school district, what was your your job at that at that time, and has that changed from when you first started to a different program? And what's the program? What was the program called then, and what are you, what is it you're doing now? So uh, my last year in college, I was able to get a work study job, and that work study job was actually working at the high school. And uh, the year that I got that work-study job, the high school had just opened the College and Career Center that first year. And so uh, they received a grant and they hired two students from the university. And so I would go to St. Marcus High School and work in the Career Center about um, 20 hours a week. And I found that I really enjoyed the work. I really enjoyed helping students, uh, whether it be registering for an SAT or walking them through the financial aid process or explaining to them what their award letter meant. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And you know, I thought to myself, this would be such a fun job to have. Um, and then I graduated. And then um, the following year, um, I, I came and I worked for San Marcos High School in the College and Career Center and have been there ever since. And so is it still called the, the College and Career Center today? It is, and, and it has grown uh, while I've been there. We have so many community partners, several of them from Texas State University and UT. So now we have more entities that are present on campus to help reach um, all of the students in grades 9 through 12 and really prepare them um, to begin thinking about college, career, military, technical school. On, tell me a little bit about your daily routine there at the Career Center. So as I stated, uh, I am kind of the, the hub of the wheel. So within our room, we have other partners, uh, from TRIO, such as the Talent Search Program, San Marcos. Uh, we have Dr. Rosina Valle's program where we have college students who come and they work in the Career Center and they mentor students. We have Advice Texas. So I'm kind of the person who is overseeing, uh, making sure we're all giving accurate information to students. I'll work with students as well. Um, I've, my job has morphed into other responsibilities. Um, now in the spring, I'll make sure that I'm in contact with all of our local community organizations who went to award scholarships. And so um, I'm very instrumental in um, communicating with them, letting them know the deadlines of scholarships, ceremony, things like that. So um, 
I work collaboratively with the counseling department um, to make sure that our students are being served um, and they're getting the information that they need, whether through classes, presentations, parent meetings. And so you guys are work together as a collaboration and uh, you're with the university? Right. So tell me a little bit about your program there at the university and, sure. and how it fits in with the high school. So, um, you know, I've had the pleasure of knowing Grace for some years, not only as a parent that, you know, whose son was um, seeking support in the Career and Counseling Center, and then as well as um, several organizations that I'm um, a member of, including like the Education Foundations, um, Centro, Centro Cultural, that awards scholarships. So, I mean, I've worked with Grace and I knew that um, she is that person who does a fantastic job in um, assisting students to apply and, and, you know, just navigates that whole process. So, um, you know, after 35 years in the district, I was still ready to do something else and uh, sought to at least teach at the university. But in addition to teaching, I was able to work with, at that time, it's called the Center for P16. And the P16 stands for P as in pre-K and to 16, which is like four years after high school. And so I was hired um, to work, which it was, was a great win-win for me because I'm still very close to the, you know, I was with the school district for 35 years. And so to be able to still be part of, of them, they're, they're like a family, um, I was able to work the pre-K program supervising our grad students who would go over to Bonham and they would um, teach music and movement to our pre-K, to our four-year-olds. So I oversaw that, that was the P, and then the um, uh, 16 is over at, at, at the high school. So um, I am now, and I, I started and continued to supervise Texas State students who, like Gray, started out by going to local high schools. Now. Pre-COVID, uh, pre we actually had students that went out to four area schools, San Marcos High School, Lehman, Hayes, and Lockhart. And unfortunately, when that happened, and we hope to get back there someday, but um, I currently supervise students that go over to San Marcos High School. Now, our students, and this program is under the uh, Texas Higher Ed Coordinating Board, and um, we also only hire uh, students that need a financial need as well. And, and they are limited to just 20 hours a week as well. And they make great mentors because I tell you, I mean, as much as we may talk to them about the importance and, and what, when they can sit across someone young that maybe has just graduated and has gone through, you know, uh, all the registration and just seeking, you know, uh, what do you do? You know, how do you fill out the financial aid forms and, and how do you, uh, write your letter of acceptance and all they have recently done that and i mean it's not a requirement but now it, it's really everywhere that that students um, have to go through that process and so uh you know our program as a as an employee of texas state i'm not there to tell them to come to texas state i'm there to tell them that there's education after high school and whether it's a junior college a career military yeah, yeah. We're not there to push Texas State. We offer more opportunities, being that our program is there. But, I mean, we're there for whatever they choose to do. I, I have a question that I want to ask you, because you mentioned uh, your, your mother being a strong advocate for um, education as well as your father. Um, 
and I know that a lot of women say maybe of my my mother's time um, formal education wasn't really pushed for a lot of them because so many of them were out working in the fields um, and um, a lot of the younger girls missed out on on having that education do you run across that now still where a lot of parents don't think that their daughters need to be educated at, at a um, higher education. And if you have a young lady that comes to you and says, I, you know, I, this is what I want, but my parents don't want this for me, how, how, do you, how do you handle that? Well, you know, I would say that, you know, in the early earlier years, like several years ago, that was probably still a challenge. But I would say that more and more parents and, and moms are, are saying, they, they understand and they realize. And, and then there's so many more opportunities for them to help pay for college. And I think that, you know, that's always a barrier. I mean, even when I was going through the PhD program, I had, you know, one of my classmates who was already an assistant principal in San Antonio, um, came from a family that the mom didn't want her to continue. It was like, you already, you're already an assistant principal, you already have a degree, uh, you don't need a, a, a PhD. Um, knowing that I mean she wanted to continue and she just said that and her parents were older then and depended a lot on her they she didn't live with them but they were still very much about you know that's enough and and we need you to be available for us because I mean that's a big commitment to work on your PhD and uh, so I, I was I still see that uh, you know and uh, but I think that uh, we are seeing more at least in my experience you know, having taught in the district for so long, um, you know, I, I connect with students that I taught, you know, that are now in school, or I taught their parents. I'm really aging myself. But because I was an elementary teacher, uh, you know, I knew the parents. And uh, I've actually had some of my parents' students in my class at Texas State. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just so proud of them uh, because uh, they may not have gone to college you know, some of my former students. And I mean, I'm talking about like in the 80s that, you know, that I taught at Crockett Elementary. But I'm glad to see that they are pushing their own kids. So that's been a real, a real win. Um, I'm really excited about that. Well, yeah, so I think um, you don't see that as prevalent as you used to at one time. Um, are we ready for a break or do we have a couple about more two minutes? minutes. Yeah, about two minutes? So Grace, let me ask you this question. When you have a uh, what year do you start to prepare your kids to start thinking about uh, getting ready for college? So the goal of the school district is to really start preparing them at the elementary level. And um, they're making moves to ensure that something is incorporated at every level, specifically like really starting at middle school. So that way by the time they reach high school, they already know um, a path that they can choose from the CTE programs that are now at the high school. And I can talk a little bit more about that after our break if you'd like. Yeah, so okay. the, you ready to take break? sure. Okay. And you are listening to Raices here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, and we're gonna come back and uh, give Grace a few more minutes to talk about that. That one's a little bit more than one or two minutes, I think. So we'll be right on back. And uh, we are talking about education and uh, the importance here in the community. We'll be right back with you. And again, the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM uh, or SMTXCRA, the governing board. We'll be right back.
Okay, what's up, San Marcos? Wit here. Welcome to Music Medicine. Get a refill of Music Medicine every Monday at 7 p.m. on KZSM.org. DJ Wit and her handsome producer Ace administer an hour-long eclectic playlist to cure what ails them. Not affiliated with Big Pharma. Music Medicine, right here on KZSM.org. Just south of Weird, True Community Radio. Revolving Door is your local radio show where we host the best live bands in our downtown San Marcos studio every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. Tune in to kzsm.org to hear the best of your local live bands for 32 minutes to an hour as we get them in and get them out and on air. Thank you for listening to KZSM. I'm Marianne Reese, host of Senior Centric, a program designed for and around us seniors. My intent is to tweak your caring about yourself, others, and our world, as well as the curiosity to know and learn more. Hope you'll join me on Senior Centric first Thursdays of each month from 2 to 3 o'clock on KZSM. If you'd like to contact me, do so at lifelonglearningsmgmail.com. Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween. Broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Radio Theater coming up. Uh, yes, we've got those uh, coming up here right after the show. Uh, and then we've got Lance Robrato, uh is going to be coming on at 9 o'clock. So stay tuned. Always something to hear on KZSM.org. You are listening to Riasis every Sunday night from 7 till 8 o'clock. And we were just talking about you can hear this show on Friday nights as one of them. I'll, I've got to look up the other ones here. and Don't... It's just it, it went out of my mind, but uh, I know on uh, Friday night uh, you can catch this show again from five until six o'clock here, as well as go to Rises on Facebook, and uh, we'll be able to have your uh, podcasts of the show as well. Kathy, and we're going to give uh, Grace the opportunity to talk to us a little bit more in detail about the CTE program over at the high school. Yeah, so the students at St. Marcus High School are so fortunate to have a state-of-the-art CTE building. So this was a new addition that was added to the campus. And in the CTE building, um, students have the opportunity to enroll in programs such as auto tech, welding. Um, They can study to be a pharmacy technician or do a CNA program. There's a cosmetology program where students can uh, enter that and if they get their hours, then they are not only graduating with a high school diploma, but also a certificate on top of that. So different areas, uh, some students will go work at a veterinarian clinic and they'll get their hours that way. So 
the campus is really pushing for students to not only get their basics, but really focus on a, on a track, whether it be criminal justice or audiovisual production. There's an array of areas for them to choose from that will really give them the opportunity to get hands-on experience within a specific career field. So I think for a lot of um, children who want to go to get that secondary um, or higher education, I should say, the focus is on going to a university, but we also know that there are a lot of um, trades now that uh, don't have the people that they need in the workforce. And so, you know, a, a welder now, they get paid a lot of money, sometimes even more than what you can make if you if you go to the university and get a degree. And of course, we all know nurses now you know you take that cna program and then it goes in and you can become you know a registered nurse and registered nurses now they travel throughout the united states and they get a contract and they go and they're you know you can make a living do, doing those things now so um it's just not about going to a university if you can get a trade like that music production that makes a lot of money when you can produce music so yeah we always encourage the students to uh, pick the track that is best for them. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, you're going to have a specific route to take. But you know, if you want to do HVAC, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be a journeyman, if you want to be a plumber, there's definitely schooling and education and funds to cover that as well. And, and all choices are valid. We definitely don't say, you know, a four-year university is the only way. We encourage students to take the path. You know, some of them will enter the military, and then after that, they'll go to college. So there's multiple ways to achieve the goal that you know they're ultimately going to get to. And and the children are growing and they're learning about who they are. And so that's part of life is figuring out what path they're going to take. And a lot of times you choose a path and then you get halfway there and then you're like, oh, no, this is not what I want to do. And then you go on and you do something else. So, yeah, you're, you're kind of just leading them in a, in a way. Um, so you mentioned that you, you're, you guys are starting now to um, start uh, the college, get the younger kids thinking about the college process a whole lot sooner. So by the time they get to the to the high school, are they required to come to see you? How do they get to you? Do they just stop in and say, hey, this is who I am or is there um, – a mechanism that sends them to you? So uh, throughout their four years, they should be given uh, information, whether we're having parent meetings or um, classroom sessions. Sometimes I'll make videos and I'll share them out with the teachers. So that way we're letting all the grade levels know, this is what you should be doing. These are the things you should be thinking about. This is how you read a transcript. This is why GPA is important. And to let them know that we, th we are there on campus um, to assist them. Now, obviously senior year is, is the busiest year uh, because depending on what they're gonna do, they might need to do 20 things as far as you know sat submission college applications fee waivers applying for financial aid accepting those awards getting your meningitis shot in taking care of housing uh so that, that tends to be the busiest year but all the while preparing the other grade levels and exposing them to the vocabulary and the opportunity and taking them on field trips and just exposing them to what is out there and that dreaded fafsa that everybody doesn't want to do i gotta do this for the government what? 
Um, so let me ask uh, Dr. Vaya this question. Once, say, they come to you and they say, okay, we're going to go to Texas State, is there, is there a mechanism that takes them from the high school to straight to you, or, or how, do, how does that work? Well, um, we certainly have the resources and share those. And, and I, I tell you, it does make a difference. Uh, we see when our students who are not too far in age can actually share a lot of experiences and, and they are comfortable asking, you know, well, you know, things like I said earlier, do I have to live in the dorm, you know, um, and, you know, how do you pay for college or how do you get, you know, a work study? Uh, you know, they're real good resources for that and they will help them and they will tell them, you know, um, many of our mentors were not brought, were not born and raised in San Marcos either. So, you know, they had to learn when they transferred here. I mean, currently I have, you know, mentors that went to school in Houston, Dallas, you know, Austin, but, um, and, and you do get a lot of prep when you're a freshman. Uh, there's courses like, in fact, the one that I, that I taught was a university seminar that helps you uh, figure out, you know, just how to plan your day, you know, uh, time management, and, and then what are some of the resources. And it's a win-win, I think, for our mentors. I mean, we, we hold on to when they sign up to work, like Grace worked, they stay on because it's it's been rewarding for them to know. And like I will tell our mentors that you may be the one that changes their mind or makes a difference in helping them decide whether they go to college or whatever career because um, and, and over 400 seniors we usually have averaged at San Marcos High School. Our program uh, does make contact with every single one of them. Now it may be that they say, oh, I'm going to the military, I don't need any college information, or they already know that they're going to take over their father's business or something. But the important thing is that we reach, we work to reach every single one of them. Uh, and by the end of the semester, not, you know, in May or all, but because our focus in like this semester is attaining scholarships. And then we soon after spring break pretty much start working with juniors because seniors are already done. I mean, they've either been accepted or they've uh, have, have decided what they're going to do. And really their spring semester after they get back from the holidays is to focus on the scholarship program. And, and then we soon, like I said, begin to meet with juniors to start getting them prepared. But I mean, I would say that, um, you know, it's very rewarding for our, our students and they, they stay with us. I mean, I'm gonna lose three mentors this year because they're graduating, but um, they, they like it too. And, and they know that um, they were once there and our, and our students, you know, um, as much as they, we try to talk to them and make presentations and, and all, um, there's really no, no um, I guess I would say the rewarding, the reward is that they're hearing it firsthand versus reading a pamphlet or listening to a video. Um, we can walk them through what it will be like. You know, they often say, well, what's my day like? Do I have to go every day? You know, I mean, they're just, uh, you know, they're students that will ask, can I use my, my uh, cell phone at, in college? <laughs> you know, and, uh, because again, you know. But if you don't know, you don't know, right? Right, yeah. and, and there's no dumb question, and there's no, you know, uh, we're there to help them. And, uh, you know, sometimes, um, it's our mentors that, 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 that get them to make a decision. Um. Uh, 
Grace, on a given day, how many so how, how many seniors are there graduating this this year? It's probably going to be somewhere in the number between four forty to four fifty. And so, on any given day, how many kids do you see come to to your career center? So we have the kids um, scan in. You know, now that we're in the twenty first century, they, there's a QR code, so we can help track them. Mm-hmm. And they'll indicate uh, when they scan in, like, what do you need help with? Are we doing applications, fee waivers, FAFSA? So it really, it really varies uh, the the traffic flow depending if we are calling groups of students in or the other entities in our room. Uh, but we do have students coming through all all day. Uh, the the heaviest times are obviously during the lunchtime because we do have to be careful not to be pulling students out of class when it is Mm -hmm. class instruction but they do know that that room is specifically designated there to support them as an extension of the counseling office Kathy, i'm going to ask real quickly so at the school do you have uh, opportunities for the students to go to the university and take uh get college credit ahead of time or through the acc i know like in my senior year of high school i'd had a lot of uh my uh, credits and i went to the university of south carolina for uh, and here i was still not graduated from high school but i was in a college class i got an idea of what it felt like what was what it was to be there so we, we actually have two programs. We have the ACC dual credit program, which juniors and seniors can enroll. So uh, they'll take an ACC class and also get high school credit for it. Um, and then we also have early college high school, which students can enter as freshmen. And so they'll be enrolled in an online college course and also get high school credit for it. And then we have um, the rare student who will actually go up to Texas State and take a calculus level course and then go back to the high school. Uh, so we, we do have that variety uh, and that opportunity for students to get that college credit while they are still in high school. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Okay, and we'll be right back with you. You're listening to KZSM.org. Raisis here on a Sunday night. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to be right back as we talk about programs for our youth at the high school level and getting them right tracked and uh, wherever that may be. And uh, we'll be right back with you. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. If I could be you... And you could be me... 
for just one hour. If you could find a way to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Yes, walk a mile in their shoes. Just uh, you know, keep that in mind for anyone here in the community. And this is one of the things that we talk about here on the show is getting that, you know, this is where we've been. This is where we're going. This is where we're at right now. And here's an opportunity that we're talking about tonight for our youth here in the, uh, the community. And this is where we're thinking outside the box. And you've brought all of these great things. So, Kathy, thank you for bringing your guest here tonight. So, you, uh, Dr. Vaya, you had mentioned the pandemic earlier. And I had this question that I wanted to ask because a lot of the kids uh, rely on some of the nonprofits here in town. Um, that gives scholarship money. And of course, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of the um, nonprofits were not able to, to raise those type of funds. You know, the Rotary Club, um, you have American GI Forum, uh, the Lions Club. And so um, now we also have a lot more kids in the school district um, opting to go to to college so the money seems to get spread a little bit thinner and thinner every year where you don't get as much as you used to get um and now with the pandemic so explain to me a little bit or tell me how that ha- has it affected has it not affected um give me a little sure. insight on well, that well <clears throat> certainly as far as the um the amount of foundation of uh, the amount of donations and, and scholarships was was certainly um, a factor in that you know we didn't have maybe the number of um, scholarships awarded although you know and I work closely with Grace not only at the Career Center with students applying but on the other end with organizations that donate and I I know that when we were looking at that uh, you know some organization did respond and say well we're not going to be able to award 10,000 this year, but we're going to do eight, you know, so uh, it may have been a little bit less, but the students weren't, weren't really affected, although they may, they may have gotten a little bit less, but as far as the number of students, um, you know, many of them just said, you know, we weren't able to have, I mean, uh, organizations that, that had large fundraisers. On the other end, and then, you know, at Texas State, we learned that we then had an increased number of students that originally uh, had not applied. You know, they were going to go elsewhere. They were going to go out of state, or they were going to go, you know, to A and M or UT. We did find a whole, a, whole a, a huge number of students that decided to stay home and go, which was fine and a good thing for us too. But uh, you know, many families. I mean, I think because on the applications of the scholarships. Um, you know, they fill out a general scholarship and, and they write a letter of, of their intention. And then they will have, um, we, we do ask that they list which universities they have been accepted to. And, uh, you know, most students um, will have been accepted to several. And, and many of them don't decide till they're at the end. But uh, we did see an increased number of students coming to Texas State or deciding to go to junior college. Um, you know, a lot of other um, obstacles like because of attendance and, and, and not completing 
classes, um, you know, at high school, um, they, they did have to um, make up that time. And so many of them did not apply, thinking that they might not even graduate from San Marcos High School. But the number we heard was huge. And then, boy, the school really worked with them, started providing, you know, the Saturday support and some online. And um, again, you know, and even now, you know, we talk about our students at Texas State have really lost two years of, of uh, education with the pandemic. And um, but, you know, they're back they're enrolling uh it, it's the same at the high school is that we, we're not seeing those challenges thankfully but um many of our students are having to uh really backpedal and, and just get those required courses to graduate and the the hour seems like it has gone by so fast but <laughs> i i want to give uh, grace the opportunity to say a few words uh before we close down the program yeah, so um, as I stated earlier in the program, um, for any community members listening or parents, uh, this will be the time of year that seniors will begin applying for local scholarships. And I always tell the seniors, you are so fortunate to live in a community where there are so many organizations that are willing to raise money throughout the year so that they can award it to the seniors. When I was a senior, there were 800 students in my graduating class with 12 high schools alone in my district. So if I was competing for a local scholarship in San Antonio, I was literally competing against thousands and thousands of seniors. Our students here at the high school if it's a local scholarship, they're only going to compete within the seniors in their graduating class. And typically, you know, in a given year, the local organizations are going to raise over $100,000 that are going to go straight back into the seniors who are graduating. So um, we have organizations such as A-plus Federal Credit Union, the American GI Forum Men's Chapter, Beta Sigma Phi, the Better Days Foundation, the Briar Scholarship, the Calaboo Scholarship, Four Rivers, uh, let's see, GBRA, the George Rocha Jr. Memorial Scholarship, uh, the Grande Scholarship, Hayes County Aggie Mothers, the Juneteenth Organizations, Johnny Tierso, Rosales Memorial, the Knights of Columbus, La Sociedad Guatemoc Scholarship, Ophelia Vasquez Philo Memorial Scholarship, the Mary Bonner Scholarship, Ozona Bank, Pamela and Raymond Samp, Pan American Golf Association, uh, the San Marcos Lions Club, the Kiwanas, the Rotary, the Masonic, the Booster Clubs, uh, and the list goes on. So we will have an updated listing on our website for students and parents to view. But I do, I do want to give my sincere gratitude and thanks to all of our community members and organizations that faithfully devote their time and energy to raise money in order to award to graduating seniors each year. Well, we want to thank you, ladies, for, for coming to the show and, and uh, giving us this uh, knowledge and all this information that you've given us. 
And uh, we most certainly want to wish the graduating seniors the, the best of luck in all their new endeavors and on their journey. And the show here is all about connections. And so I tell Rob that we have people that come on and, and we talk about things and I find out things and then I'm connected to somebody else. But the three of us here sitting on the stage have a connection to one person. You and I were related, but you're not related to Dr. Vaya. I'm not related to Dr. Vaya. But all of us here have the connection with Selena. So Selena's related to me. Selena's related to you, and you had a working relationship with Selena over at oh, the high school, right? Silvera. Yes. Uh -huh. So, you know, here we go. We're all connected in one way or another, and so that's kind of what Rob likes to talk about, the connections that we have and where the connections that we're going to make. So we're going to end the show on that note, and I want to thank you ladies for coming out and having this discussion with us today, and we look forward to having you guys on later on in the future for some other discussions that we want to have. Thank you. Thank and Kathy, you. who are you going to have on for next week? I don't have that show quite booked yet, oh, but, okay. but I do have someone, but I'm just going through the little details. Right, so we've you've got, got a lot two of, weeks, right? Yeah, we've got we've got some really, really good shows coming up. So. What, what do you got coming up? Just I want to keep So uh, keep we're going to be talking in. to uh, Mr. Ronnie Mendez over from Landis. And um, I'm going to have somebody come on who's going to talk to us about uh, Janie Lucio, who was the uh, Avon rep in San Marcos for many, many, many years. I love it. So we've got about three or four programs already. already. Okay, so stay tuned. Every week, folks, we're going to be here with you on KZSM.org, your two community radio. And wishing you all a very safe and uh, have a good week. And I uh, wish you the best. Enjoy the beautiful Texas weather that we're having right now. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Y'all, thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. KCSM.org. This has been Rice's.